<laughs> we got ourselves an Italian EDM remix. I could not have said it better myself. Hello, <laughs> welcome to the HBO Boys podcast, a place where we sometimes talk about shows that are on HBO. And in this particular instance, that's a truth. I just told you it's it's not false. This is the White Lotus season two. I believe we did a White Lotus season one podcast, but we just did one episode for the entire yeah, we season. We just did a recap and we we came to a conclusion. It was dope right it was dope and when it was announced that a season two was coming out a lot of questions came up right away because this is an anthology series which if you don't know just means we're going to another white lotus this time in sicily italy and the white lotus being a hotel chain much like the Fairmont hotel chains and or the or large JW Marriott's perhaps it's fancy as fuck. They are very expensive. And if you get the most expensive package, you get to be on a boat when you come in and part of a murder mystery, I guess. Yeah, it seems to be a recurring theme. Uh, the surprise murder mystery. The cold open shows a character we will come to know as Daphne, wife to super rich and uber douchey Theo James, playing a character named Cameron Babcock. Babcock and speaking about yeah. Bobcock, Babcock, yeah, I know. we got some fucking dong yes. in this show already. We did. We got a, if you don't know, we're at the HBO Boys. We are constantly keeping track of the amount of dong on television as sort of, uh, you know, we, we just want there to be an equilibrium for years and years and years, especially on HBO. There has been a lot of female nudity and very little male nudity. So White Lotus in season one, we got a prosthetic dong. And in season two, we also, as you said, Cameron Babcock uh, coming in hot with the uh, prosthetic dong uh, almost immediately. So yeah, anthology series, so we assumed that there would be no characters we knew from the first season, but that is not true. We got Jennifer Coolidge back as Tanya McCoy. McCoy? Her name's Tanya. McCoy. <laughs> and so we knew she'd be coming back, which is great because I would say she's yeah. probably the second best part of the first Absolutely. season. Sadly, the best part of the first season wouldn't be able to come back because yeah. he got stabbed. <laughs> he got stabbed. He's he he died. He did. Well, we also got a second character from the first season. Her now husband, uh Greg, played by John Grease. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a football over the mountains. I'm gonna throw that is Uncle Rico. Holy shit, that's it's right. Un- we, it's we, Uncle we Rico. Came, we came to that realization last time too. Exactly. I still can't believe it. It's like Noel Fielding in Great British Bake Off is old Greg. Right. Blows my mind every time I think about it. I I, I forget it on a constant basis. That guy yeah. drank Bailey's out of a shoe. And I how could you he forget? He has a mangina. He has <laughs> Yes. He sure, sure does. So they are on the boat. Uh, Tanya has brought her personal assistant, whose name was Portia, played by Haley Lou Richardson. Tanya wants Portia there basically as like a security blanket. And Greg is not psyched that Portia is there, although we 
uh, or Greg, that is, will not find that out until about five minutes in because he is already at the resort and not on the incoming boat. Unreasonably angry that the assistant is there. Like, uh, when I watched that scene, I'm like, why does he hate her so much? Like, if anything, he he would help him to a degree, right? I mean, maybe there's an ul- no, ulterior motive we I don't think, know about yet. Yeah, I think that Greg likes his wife, who is rich as all heck. It is yeah. said multiple times that she has 500 mil in the bank and Hell that her yeah. dad used to own like half of San Francisco. Yes. <laughs> I think he likes her dumb. And Tanya's not dumb. She's just ditzy, right? And yes. she wants to be loved so badly that she'll do almost anything for that cause. And we find out at some point that Greg is not in the prenup as of yet. And I think he just sees Portia as just a sort of barrier in between him and finally talking Tanya into giving him some of that cash, cash money. Money. She's a blockade for uh, wealth improvement. (laughs) Yeah. For (laughs) Uncle Rico, who I assume once he gets all them stacks, he'll throw them over them mountains. Oh, I'll throw them so hard over those mountains. Also on that boat is Harper and Ethan Spiller, the biggest star in this show this year, if you don't count Jennifer Coolidge, but I'll say probably bigger than Jennifer Coolidge because Aubrey Plaza has been in a lot, including She's Parks great. and Recreation and uh, multiple movies past that. Aubrey Plaza playing Harper. Uh, Harper and Ethan, newly rich. Ethan just sold his startup and they have been invited here by Cameron and Daphne Sullivan. They've been rich a long, long time. Cameron played by Theo James and Daphne played by Megan Fahey, if that's how you say that last name. Although mm-hmm. uh, Megan Fahey looks a lot like Leslie Mann and t- and actually uh, sounds a lot like Leslie Mann. And half the time I'm like, is that Leslie Mann? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They are invited by Cameron and Daphne. From the very, very beginning, Harper's like, why did they invite us here? What is their ulterior motive? They know you have money now. And Cameron and Ethan were college roommates. And it's through both. We're going to do two episodes today, the first and the second. It's very apparent that Cameron just big dogs Ethan on a constant basis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which Harper picks up on and Ethan kind of just like strews to the side. While Daphne is playing, uh, don't worry, don't worry about all the weird stuff that you guys are saying, guys. (laughs) I will tell you, when those four people talk, and there are a lot of scenes with all four of them having conversations, which, by the way, Mike White, the creator of the show and the writer, I think he does dialogue better than anybody working today. And by the realistic dialogue, like the way that people actually talk when they were having the conversation about they don't know what netflix show to watch i was like dude that it me that it me (laughs) i do that and and it was there were some really awkward like pause moments which i feel like if that were real conversation would actually be there like you know sometimes with shows they speed it up they they kind of leave that out or omit it in conversation but it is very much present in this show and it makes it real awkward like aubrey clearly well aubrey's character harper really really does not like uh cameron and daphne uh at least in the first episode what well, is starting to warm up towards the second one which we'll get into but like she's 
awkward around them and the pauses are there and it's it's it was it was so cringy there was a couple of oh my god um, the conversations that felt so cringy to watch because you know she was uncomfortable it was killing me man like (laughs) yeah i I was like audibly going like oh oh get me out of this conversation jesus this is tough to watch uh but yeah (laughs) the reason that is is because it's well written and by the way before we even get past the boat scene I loved the boat scene from season one because it expertly showed us all of the characters, what their vibes were, even before they said a word. And season two did the exact same thing. It sure did. Yeah. Also on said boat, the DeGrasso family. Oh, yeah. Three peoples. The grandfather, Bert, played by F. Murray Abraham, whom every time he talks, I'm like, that's Conchu. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) There was one or two lines where I was like, that's just Conchu talking right there. <laughs> talking about uh, sexy Italian women. <laughs> right. Conchu, by the way, the uh, moon god from Moon Knight, the uh, <laughs> the Oscar Isaac-led show uh, from Marvel, if you don't know. And also on the said boat, his son, Dominic, played by Michael Imperioli, whom... Who's great. Sopranos. Yeah. Sopranos. Sopranos. Fa- like, come on. I mean, he, he, you could look at him and you'd be like, that guy was on the Sopranos and never know who he was. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't even know what the Sopranos was, you'd be like, I think that guy's on the Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Their uh, son, well, Dominic's son, Bert's grandson, Albie, also there, played by Adam DeMarco. And this was supposed to be a family trip to go see their homeland, to go see Sicily, the place where the generations of this family uh, were from. But it is not a family trip because Albie's sister, as well as Albie's mother and Dominic's wife, is not present because it's very clear from the beginning that Dominic cheats on his wife a whole lot of times. They're getting divorced. And there was a phone call in the first episode between Dominic and his wife. Another one. So cringy to listen to. I learned the woman on the phone playing his wife, Laura Dern. Really? Yeah. Oh, I like her. Isn't that fun? Oh, yeah. She's amazing. She she could take a spaceship and she could put it right through another spaceship. And she could, you know, uh, run away from raptors in the 90s classic Jurassic Park. Exactly. So (laughs) they are there. Albie obviously has a problem with his father, but he seems a bit meek. He seems shy. And so he decided to come nonetheless, while Dominic's daughter was like, no, fuck. Why would I go? That seems awful. (laughs) You're terrible to my mother and I don't want to be there. And Bert is a old man who hits on every woman that he comes across. That's also very cringy. And oh, yeah. in the first episode, he also falls. He, he falls. And I, immediately I, hits on Portia. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, did he fall just so a woman would pick him up? Or I mean, maybe. <laughs> or does he have like head issues? Like, did he get a concussion? What's what's going on there? I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> Two other characters that you have to know are Mia and Lucia, who were not on the boat. And Mia uh, is played by Beatrice Grano and Lucia played by Simona Tabasco. And that's her actual last name. Yeah, actual she, spice. spicy. Mia is a woman of the night. 
and mm. Lucia is her friend. The, uh, no, I think it's the other way around. Is it? Lucia is the woman, woman of right. the night, and You're Mia right. is right. just wants to be a singer. You're right. You're right. So said woman of the night is there for Dominic, who is yeah. has been serially cheating on his wife, and apparently d- will not stop here, uh, <laughs> and just continuing to do so, while Mia is there to just be like emotional and or physical support to her friend, but sure. also she is a singer-songwriter who just wants to make music, man. She wants to be heard. Yeah. So those are all basically the characters you need to know, other than the part of the hotel manager, which Mm. Mm -hmm. big shoes to fill. Oh, my God. Okay. Armand from season one, my favorite character in season one uh, by far. He took a shit in a suitcase. I loved that so much. And then he gets stabbed, mm-hmm. which is a, so. Mm-hmm. And he was the murder mystery, right? He was yeah. the one who was dead at the end, who was teased from the beginning. Daphne finds a dead body in the ocean at the beginning of this one in the cold open. We don't know who that dead body is. And then Valentina, the uh, new this year played by Sabrina. Oh, boy, I can't say that last name. Impecatore. Yeah, good job. You did it. (laughs) She is the hotel manager this year. Again, big shoes to fill, but I think she does a great job. She is wonderful in this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's like the epitome of like what like a hard-ass hotel manager would be like to me. And she also said my favorite line out of the two mm. first episodes which is like like that's a fast slut like that's, that's oh, a slut yeah, who's fast yeah. oh speaking of that i loved that that altercation he, she got in with uh lucia in in the lobby where she just like you're here just to have sex with the guests uh no one wants to have sex with them and then she's just like well who would want to have sex with you and she's like yeah. running out of the lobby <laughs> just like uh uh shot down Mic drop. Yeah. So that's actually a good segue to I'm not going to go over exactly everything that happened in the first episode, but we have covered some scenes already. The scene we talked about at the beginning where Dong Watch, uh, all the alerts went off in uh, every HBO boys (laughs) fandom head where Cameron goes up to get a bathing suit from Harper and Ethan, but Harper is the only one there and Cameron very... Uh, I don't know what he was trying to do there. Yeah, just takes <laughs> off all of his clothes. Just swings, swings, giant swings, meat. Swings, don- it's gigantic. It's, <laughs> it is noticeably. It's like, what's that show that um, oh, I can't remember what it was, but one of our friends always pauses it and leaves oh it on God. the TV. Yeah, it's one of our friends. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know exactly what <laughs> you're talking remember. about. I can't remember what it's called, but it, it it's can black like out that the caliber. Sun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that scene odd, Harper told that to Ethan, and he was like, that's not that weird. But we saw it. It was weird. It's pretty weird. I think there's, there is now uncovered sexual tension. We also discussed the scene where Greg notices that Portia is there, tells Portia mm. to go home. But Tanya's like, don't actually go. Don't go outside <laughs> your room. But right. I do need you here. Just do nothing. At which point, Portia does not do that. Portia just <laughs> keeps going places and doing things. She used that line like three times already. I, I have to eat. Jesus Christ. You know, more power to her. Get, lady yeah. got to eat. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> so what other scenes in the first episode do you recall as the ones that come off the top of your head as most interesting? Um, I think uh, what's going to set up some of the future is is kind of the beginning of one that we already mentioned when um, Bert fell down the stairs was um, Albie DeGrasso and Portia like meeting for the first time at, at the pool. 
um, they they have like some sort of you know youthful common ground, and he's kind of being a little bit of a support to her and her kind of. She's a little depressed with the whole situation with her and her boss, who is Jennifer Coolidge. So I, I like remember that scene because you know something's going to happen. And then uh, episode two, it, it does blossom a little bit with them. So um, it's kind of like the the first thing I thought of. Portia at some point had a phone call with somebody where she was just like, I was trying to come here and get oh, some yes. Italian strange and just like yeah. thrown around by somebody. At which, right. <laughs> and into the second episode, Albie like gives her a kiss and then leaves. And her vibe was just like, why are you leaving? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I want more than that. What about you? What, what, what scene stood out to you that, that we didn't mention? I, I honestly think all the scenes that uh, we have mentioned yeah. are the ones uh, <laughs> that came to mind. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I, I think I'll say, I just, I've already said, but this show does something better than any other show on TV, which is introducing characters, introducing tension from the very beginning. And I'll also mention that in the cold open, it is said that one of the hotel guests drowned, quote unquote, and is in the water, but more than that are dead. Right. Yeah, that was interesting to me. So they said a few others are dead. And so... It could be two, three, or even more of all of the main characters or perhaps side characters that we have not met as of yet. So right. all of these characters are a breath from death at all times. <laughs> well, no, nope, that's not true because using deductive reasoning. Right, that's um, true. Daphne's we, not. Daphne is not, which we can assume Cameron is not because that's her husband and she was very happy at that that when that scene happens and i'm going to also assume that harper and ethan spiller also aren't because they are there with them right so i mean i could be wrong maybe they leave halfway through or something and then something happens we don't know yet but that's just what i'm getting at but then it could be cameron still because something could have happened you know there's a lot of unknowns with this show and and i think i mean i love that about it it's a lot of mystery a lot of crazy kind of kooky silly things are happening it's beautifully shot oh my as god was the first one like it, it it's shot so well that at some points and the music is so good that a mm. lot of the time i forget it's a murder mystery yeah and then also i'm like D this is the show that's doing this shot right now. Like yeah. they take time. That's something mm. that Mike White does. I think also better than anybody uh, currently writing television is that he allows for moments of silence. He allows yes. for long shots of beautiful vistas to just sort of stay there. Mm, soak it in. He is not trying to rush anything. And we get to episode two and it is a kind of we now are getting deeper into the characters from episode two. The scene I remember the most is Greg and Tanya on the Vespa. And oh, yeah. I don't know how they didn't fall and kill themselves. <laughs> I know. And and multiple times <laughs> he alluded that, hey, uh, you're going to get us killed. <laughs> I was just like, pull over. Yeah, right. Just, just pull stop over. going. <laughs> Why? He just wanted to get it done with. Right. They end up at another restaurant. Portia is also there. And she's like, how, how is this even happening? Yeah. <laughs> the secondary mystery of the season is what is Greg doing? He takes a call. 
at the oh, end-ish yes. of episode two that makes it very clear that his wife doesn't know what's going on. He has lied to say that he has to go to Denver for work, but that's mm. not what's happening. And right. Tanya hears him having this conversation, so she knows she's been lied to, and we have no idea what Greg's up to. But it feels, based on like the hate in his heart, that <laughs> are coming out of his eyes at all times. <laughs> I know. It feels nefarious. And he was so different in the first season. Like, he was so infatuated with her. I think, I mean, obviously something happened. Again, perhaps we'll learn more. But he did say at the end of that episode, I mean, the someone on the phone was someone that he cared for very dearly. Is it another woman? Is it, is it his other wife? Maybe the hidden family? Because he did express love to this person. And he uh, said that she is still completely blind or stupid to everything that's happening around her. So uh, I I feel bad, but I also want to learn more so badly. Wasn't he terminally ill in the first season? Well, that's what they said. That's what he said. It was that he was terminally ill. But are we taking that at face value? Do we have proof? He's alive. He's alive. Yeah, I know. Right. So was he actually terminally ill or did he use that to try and seduce Jennifer after he found out that she was a millionaire or a mul- I mean, 500 millionaire. <laughs> yeah. So many millions. Yeah. All of the millions. Also from episode two, Harper walks in on Ethan jerking the gherkin, at which yeah. point. Oh my God, that scene was so good. Yeah. And then she's just like, do you want to have sex now? He's like, no, nah, I'm chill. And they just sort of move on. <laughs> I know. She's like, well, you just want to like finish my face or something. <laughs> and I was like, well, Jesus. Right. Jesus. She said that out loud. Yeah, and he was she like, said, I choose shower. And then they yeah. just started having a further conversation about how they think that Daphne and Ethan maybe don't like her. Yeah, right. And then follow-up scene, we find out that they may not actually like her. Yeah, no, I just said Ethan. What I meant was Cameron. And you're right. Cameron yeah. and Daphne, they don't like her. For sure. Or, or they, they think that, like, they, they don't know how to... like take her like so she's very standoffish she's very stern she's not very friendly really so i think they're just kind of assuming that she's a weird bird and that she doesn't like them and maybe it's one of those because they seem genuinely like a pretty like happy loving couple that are just blind the fact that they're millionaires and uh, are kind of (laughs) cocky Yeah, they've been rich for so long. They have, they're just completely divorced from reality. I will also remember a scene from season or episode two where it became clear to me that Daphne's children were Cameron's. So when Daphne was talking about her kids previous to the scene in the restaurant, I was like, was it from another marriage or. Uh, are they actually Cameron's? And then they had like a kind of touching conversation about how Daphne's children, uh, at least the the second one, was a difficult birth. And uh, Cameron was showing empathy and like showing sadness for how terrible it was for Daphne, which is like the first moment Cameron does anything that the audience can pick up on as like positive and not douchey. Right. That and the scene when... Uh, him and Aubrey Plaza were in the water swimming and he swims up to her and kind of scares her, grabs her leg and like kind of apologizes. Like, I'm sorry I was 
acting that way for you. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to, like, I want you to like me kind of thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I, he gets the vibe that she's just like, he's a cocky asshole and I don't want to ever talk to him. Also, the uh, Grasso family go out sightseeing. Portia goes with them. And through all of that, it becomes clear that uh, Dominic is not a very good guy, at least in his marriage. He's a Hollywood right. big shot. That's mm. something to take in for all of these characters characters that aren't Mia and Lucia is that they are rich beyond belief and sort of in that sphere of person like they can do whatever they want and uh, Ethan and Harper are interesting in that way because they've been rich for a shorter period of time right, right and are like yeah our lives haven't really changed that much like yeah they still they still have that like humble like we came from nothing and are kind of um, uncomfortable with this life right at the moment you know we're still getting comfortable with it Lucy Lucia and Mia get put on Dominic's room at some point, having a conversation with Valentina that was very, very funny. Mm-hmm. And they kind of go on a shopping spree. They eat some stuff. They buy some stuff. And they end up in the hotel <laughs> bar that night where <laughs> they buy some stuff. It was like thousands, of, thousands dollars. of dollars. And he's just like, just don't make me regret this. <laughs> Instantly regret it. Instantly regret it. <laughs> In that bar scene, Mia plays a song for her, well, the evening before a guy named Giuseppe, who is like the house pianist and musician, uh, walked up to her and she was just like, I want to be a singer and a songwriter. And he was like, that's very nice. How much? (laughs) Yeah, very nice. How much? Right. And then he gets a glass full of liquid thrown in his face. Mm. And the next night, Mia's like, no, I really am good at this. Now let me play that piano. And then she rocks it. She yeah, she's so good. good. Yeah, she's Things great. Later that episode, uh, Mia and Lucia now completely tanked. Go back to Dominic's room. At which point he's like, "You know what? Don't you can keep buying stuff, but just like I'm good. I I, right. I need to change my life. I need to not do this anymore." And then me and Lucy are like, yeah, but I've been trying to talk my singer songwriter friend and doing a threesome with you. So you give her money as well. And she finally said yes. And he was like, God damn it. I'm back in. Well, guess we're getting wasted and going in the hot tub. So Daphne seemed happy, you know, before she found the dead body at the beginning. Sure. So if Cameron, the the internet is like, are Cameron and Harper gonna boom? Like, are they gonna switch? I, I wonder, I wonder. I don't think there's going to be a switch, but Cameron Harper might bone. I, I wonder if that. I wonder if that's why they invited him. Because remember, the Spillers got invited by those people. Those um, people. Those rich people. I just assume that Cameron was going to be like. I, I think at some point Cameron will be like, "Hey, I know we've said we're rich for a very long time, but we're sort of going through it at the moment." We have less money than we think we do or thought we did. And I kind of just like need money. I I just I assume if Cameron doesn't ask Ethan for money by the end of the season, I'll be surprised. Right. Because didn't they say that Ethan is now more wealthy than Cameron? Yes. He, He has surpassed him. Which is obviously emasculating Cameron and oh, uh, yeah. and causing Cameron to, again, just like alpha dog him every chance he gets. Right, right. And because Ethan is so chill, that makes him even more angry. Ethan is a little boring. Like, mm. and, and not like I'm saying the yeah. character is obviously boring, but he is the part of the show that I think is the most forgettable. Sure, absolutely. It's still interesting when he's on screen, but... 
Usually it's because Harper is also there and uh, one of the more interesting characters just because she's being played by Aubrey Plaza, which is a plus like she yeah she just sort of lights up every scene that she's in because you're very used to if you're me seeing Aubrey Plaza play these characters that are like demure and that are like too good for this and are making fun of everything rather than taking anything seriously and this character is a departure from that this is just like a a lady whom loves her family in Puerto Rico, uh, loves her husband, Ethan, although they are having a few marital issues here and there, but also is like now just getting used to this new lifestyle, but would truly just like to sit alone and read and no one's letting her. Yeah, right. You know, getting thrown into this lifestyle is a huge change for her. But yeah, I agree. When I saw that Aubrey Plaza was casted as, as this character in this show, I was like thinking of the first one. I'm like, well... It could go a couple of different ways, and I know her style is very dry, very monotone, and it could work, but I like what she's bringing to the table for this. Me too. So the questions are basically this. What's going to happen between Albie and Portia? Mm. Is Laura Dern just going to show up at some point and be like, yeah. Dominic, you piece of shit. That'd be sick. I don't know what's going to happen with Burt DeGrasso, played by F. Murray Abraham. I, I honestly, I, Comic I, relief. I, I kind of, yes, I kind of don't care. Like he just farts sometimes and yeah. that's fun. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and he just tells his son, like, you should have been better at having affairs. <laughs> <laughs> I did it all the time and you never knew. And Dominic was like, we totally knew. Yeah. And, and the big cliffhanger of episode two was what we were saying a little bit earlier was the, the phone call between Greg and mystery person about Tanya's wealth and stupidity. <laughs> There's also the sexual tension between Harper and Cameron, which is yes. not is not incredibly like it's not really I think it is a just like the audience reading into it yeah, a it's little tertiary bit. for sure. Yeah, but you still feel it. Like, mm -hmm. and so uh, a lot of the audience was like, I wonder if they'll switch. Yeah. I mean, especially because Ethan was just like, nah, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think they'll switch, but uh, there will obviously uh, be something there, whether or not it's Cameron and Harper hooking up at some point and Daphne not knowing about it. But by the way, like she hasn't heard from her mother, doesn't know how her kids are doing at the moment. Maybe right. that will be something. Yeah. And then Valentina just in the middle of it as the referee. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh, she's Mo from Global Guts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go to your Mo. <laughs> go to your Mo. Just trying to stand in the middle of all these rich people and uh, right. and keep them alive, but does not succeed. Clearly doesn't succeed. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I, you know, I was like, oh, maybe it's going to be the one person again. But then when they were saying that there was multiple bodies, I'm like, Jesus Christ is really uh, amping it up here. I mean, I guess they had to top the first one. And the first one had a really good cast. Like, for all intents and purposes, like, there's not as many known people in this one, I don't think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. No, like, for sure not. The first season had Alexandra Daddario, Sydney Sweeney, right. who is already in the middle of Euphoria, but like right. now is one of the biggest stars on Earth, even more so. It had Jake Lacey. Uh, so like, I think there were more names Steve there. Zahn. Yeah, Steve Zahn, obviously. Connie Britton. So yeah. I guess my question is... Who do you think is going to die? And it might be somebody. Uh, and, you know, again, there's like one to three people that are dead. 
but yeah. it might be someone whom we haven't met yet. You know, like there were characters in season one, right? Like the Hawaiian kid that yes, was yes. teaching um, Connie Britton and Steve Zahn's uh, <laughs> boy to to row or whatever, and who get busted because he stole the thing. Like we don't meet him until like maybe episode two or three. Right. Full on. So we could get characters down the line that are dead. But again, it's not going to be Daphne because we know she's alive based on the cold open. Right. For me, if I had to guess, I think I would say Mia might be dead because we're. That stinks. She's She's very sweet. Yes. That's the reason that I think she might die. Think they're going to go there? Yeah. I think she sang a song. We all like her now. So when she dies, we'll all be (laughs) sad about it. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think it so and maybe I'm reading too much into this based on like what was shown of the the like I think it showed like a foot or like a leg or something. It looked like it could have been a guy. So I'm going to go potentially with Dominic and it, and maybe at the hands of Lucia and Mia because really? something went because something went wrong. Yeah, Perhaps, I thought it, maybe I thought the other way around where something okay. went wrong and Dominic accidentally kills one of them or purposely perhaps yeah could go uh, either way i think ethan is also on the chopping block sure because sure. i uh, you know putting Aubrey plaza in that role as harper i think giving her some like uh, l- big dramatic scenes where her husband dies is right. like is right there and it would be super like it's just sort of me fan fictioning this but yeah, right to see like her having a breakdown over her husband being dead is just kind of a thing I want to see Aubrey Plaza do, and I bet she can pull it off. So she probably could, but then we never know. They could flip this real hard, and maybe it's Aubrey Plaza's character, or it's Portia. Like po- right, Portia is sort of in the background of all of this. I know, and she's such a likable character too. Like it really could, it really could be anyone. <laughs> It could be Greg. I don't think it's yeah. Tanya. Mm, no, I don't think it's Tanya either. I think in this anthology series, Mike White is doubling down on Tanya and she's going yeah, to right. be in every season. <laughs> she's the one that goes to all the resorts. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But it could <laughs> be Greg. spending her millions. As you recall, in season one, when we were discussing who might be the one who's going to die... Greg was on the top of the list. He was sort of the red herring. Right, right. It would be the easiest to kill Greg because one, he was a tertiary character and two, he apparently had some sort of terminal illness that he either just like magically got better from or never had in the first place. Mm. So it does feel a little bit like once that mystery is solved, he's probably overstayed his welcome. So Mm. uh, if I had like, it's more than one person dead, I think I would put money on Mia's dead greg's dead and like if it's the if it's three people from the main cast i'd say ethan greg and mia but you know who knows i have no i truly don't know other than i'm gonna cast a line out i'm gonna cast a line out it's giuseppe the pianist uh but also also um in the first season i for the longest time for i think three or four episodes i was like it's going to be steve zahn's son yeah. i thought it was going to be his son in some he sort was of going rowing off accident doing, yeah yeah he was going off by himself doing something you know he always had his phone with him like in the pool like you know it's just like i don't know Th- that's what i thought but it ended up not even being close <laughs> so i'm excited for the twist i'm excited for a twist uh and from the imdb there are characters we have not met yet 
Right. I know. I, I was reading that, too. Uh, there's a character named Jack. There's a queer character named Quentin who uh, who also we haven't met. So, like, they are also way up on the chop. Like, if you haven't met them by episode two, very right. likely they might die. Right, right. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Although the, it, it is showing in here uh, the, a, a character named Isabella who yes. actually it, it show, she shows credit in one of the first two episodes so i mean maybe she was in the background or someone working or, at the hotel or right or oh you know what i think she was a hotel she's yep she was one of the ho- she's the the girl who was the uh, italian uh i mean they're i guess they're all italian they're in sicily but sure. <laughs> the, the um i guess hostess or i don't know what you like a bell like with the equivalent of a bellboy but a female yeah I, she was that person she was the first one that uh the old man was hitting on right as, uh, oh you you're tanya you must be from the north <laughs> you know like <laughs> another line i really liked is when tanya asked valentina uh what she looked like and valentina said you look like peppa pig right <laughs> holy yes. shit i loved that oh <laughs> uh, and then she was just like you don't look like this woman she's dead <laughs> Very blunt. Very oh, so that's another quality of Valentina that we didn't talk about. She is she's like almost to a fault, honest and blunt, and just kind of tells it how it actually is. Yeah, she is no massaging factor that you would think someone who runs a hotel and is in hospitality would have. Um, so I thought that's interesting too, and I'm slightly bummed it's not going to be her at the end. <laughs> I also think it's not that far-fetched to assume that Albie is going to fuck something up in a major way and do mm. something terrible because yeah. he is giving like a little bit incel vibes. Like he's, he's the nice guy <laughs> who never gets the girl and right. But like, and maybe he just ends up being nice the whole time. But I feel like, you know, perhaps he follows in his father's footsteps, gets into a little thing with Portia, then cheats on her or something like, like something like in that way. And then yeah. that will be because there has to be tensions created with these relationships that have been set up from the very beginning mm-hmm. towards the end. Cause you're just like, is Portia going to kill Albie or is Albie going to kill? Like they're both mad at each other for something like something like yeah. <laughs> has to occur where uh, young love. Right. So Albie <laughs> just can't be nice guy the whole time. Right. Uh, at some point he's most likely going to do something where he's like, Oh no, am I, am I my dad? <laughs> Uh, I mean, either way we cut it, the show's interesting. It's keeping our attention. I love it. I I think you do too. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just one of those kind of last season when when it was airing, I had no idea that it was even a show. I think you or Justin had told me about it. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And I, I watched all of it. Like, you know, I caught up and then we were watching it in real time. Great, great, great show. Mike White, so good. Very happy that he was able to do this show. 100%. You know, and as Discover guts HBO Max, as Westworld Mm. gets canceled, uh, although we'll have more to talk about that uh, in a future Westworld episode uh, where we're going to do a deep dive into that. I hope White Lotus continues to do well. I hope HBO continues to let Mike White make things. I bet it's an expensive show to make, though. They're going to expensive hotels and expensive places. They're on location every time they're on location. And they have stars in every season that I have to assume that they're paying uh, a premium to have. I still can't believe he was Ned Schneebly in School of Rock. Right? (laughs) 
Oh, uh, Ned Schneebly, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's written so much. Like, I'm on his page. He's oh, done yeah. so much that I really like. I mean, he wrote School of Rock. I didn't even realize it. Yeah. School of Rock, he was one of the Pitch Perfects he did. White Lotus, obviously. He wrote Nacho Libre. It's just like, I, I had no idea. But hey, all good. Orange County, great, great movie. So again, show we all really like. Go watch it if you haven't. We've just ruined everything with the first two episodes, but go watch it nonetheless. <laughs> if you haven't watched the first season, do that as well. Although we ruined that for you too. <laughs> well, it's just starting to ramp up. It's just starting to ramp up. So it, not really a ton of spoilers, really. Uh, this is just recapping, you know, nothing game changing to the show's like, you know, uh, plot has happened. You know what it makes we're, me really want to do? building it. Go to Sicily. I want really want to go to Sicily. Yeah. We should pitch that for boys trip. No, my God. I'm sure the ladies would love that. Ladies would love us going to Sicily without them. (laughs) They would be so psyched about that. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, we'll be back next week to discuss episode three of the White Lotus. We'll be back later this week uh, discussing the demise of Westworld. And we have like a little bit of we have like a little fun little secret project based on Westworld that we are in the works, too, (laughs) that we're really excited about. So, yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for listening to our White Lotus podcast and exactly there's no way to end this other than as I fade into the distance but Italian ciao bella